begin to shout? Would you begin to shout? Come on, somebody. Come on and clap your hands. Come on and lift up your voice. Come on and let that tsunami of the Spirit of the Lord fill this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. And I don't know about you, but I am so excited to be in the church in this hour. To be a part of the greatest hour of the church where we are going to see, to witness, to experience the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost that any generation previous I believe we are right in the midst of God's grand finale that's what I believe I believe his grand finale has already begun and we are right in the midst of it and we are about to see billions added to the church I said I believe billions are going to repent of their sins and billions are going to be baptized in Jesus name and billions are going to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues and I'm not going to be silent about it I just believe that this latter house is going to be greater than the former house and I just believe Last week we were in Montreal where God filled 51 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues just like the Bible says over 100 testified of miracles in their bodies in that service where, where backs were healed and legs were healed and pain fled from people's bodies and I just came here to Fredericton with faith expecting that in this service God is going to fill every man and every woman and every child with the baptism of the Holy Ghost it's alright I just want to celebrate for a few moments is that okay is that okay I want to seed the atmosphere with expectation and faith for what God will do in just a few moments in this room. And I, I want to seed the atmosphere with the prophetic word of God that cannot and will not return void. I want to seed the atmosphere with the gift of faith and the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. just four weeks ago 
in the nation of Brazil where 12,000 people gathered together with one vision and one mind and one heart, Brother Cisco, to see the very first day of Pentecost in the nation of Brazil in one single service. They had one mind and one accord to accomplish a great kingdom purpose. Not man's purpose. Not so man could get the glory, but so that God could be glorified in the nation of Brazil with 3,000 people being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in one service. Not for that, Bishop Woodward, to be the end, but that it would be the catalyst for 5,000 and 10,000 and 20,000 and millions to be added to the church in Manaus, Brazil. So we gathered together in this small stadium that sat 12,000 people. But the crowd was too big, so they had to open up the doors to the streets so that the people outside could hear what the people inside were hearing. I want you to see what the Lord did on that Sunday night of the crusade. Go ahead and play that video. Jesus! Oh. 
clap your hands one more time. Come on, I've come with faith to tell somebody that's gonna happen in this city. It's gonna happen in Canada. God is gonna give you a day of Pentecost that's gonna turn the nation upside down. you don't know about that 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 report was we only reported what God did on Sunday night we didn't report Friday night we didn't report Saturday night but there were many multitudes of Holy Ghost outpourings thousands more that were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost on Friday and Saturday and I just believe that God is going to do it here he's gonna do it in South Africa I just believe that there's a tsunami of the spirit that's overtaking beyond the outpouring of the Holy Ghost there were multitudes that were baptized in Jesus name beyond the baptisms in Jesus name there were many thousands of notable miracles that happened in the Sunday night service over 132 blind people received their sight in one service 87 that were deaf received their hearing. 65 that had varying degrees of mobility issues miraculously got up off of the ground and began to walk and shout. Mute children began to speak. One woman that was sitting right in front of the pulpit who was in a wheelchair jumped up out of the wheelchair and began to run and shout and praise God. One 17-year-old young lady who had not walked in over a decade Her father carried her in that night. The district superintendent of that area, Brother Adino, it was a young person in his church. He knew her. She couldn't walk. She couldn't move. She was paralyzed. She could only blink her eyes, Brother Shaw. But when the name of Jesus was declared over that crowd, all of a sudden, she jumped out of her father other's hands and began to run, leap, dance, shout. I got a video of it. Show the video of this girl. Bishop Adino confirmed this miracle. A young lady in his church that could not walk, could not move her arms.
Come on. What did you come expecting this morning? Did you come expecting to leave the same way you came? Or has something risen up inside of you that says today is my day. I cannot leave the same way. People were freed from depression. People were freed from oppression. Liberty and joy overtook their systems. The deliverance from demonic spirits. Pain left their bodies. Many team members were healed. Hearing aids were left on the platform as people walked out the doors able to hear. Directly following that service, Bishop Reba Meyer, in the midst of the altar call, Bishop, Bishop Reba Meyer came on the platform and he was just overwhelmed, weeping, trembling that they had witnessed their first day of Pentecost. What was so amazing, Brother Cisco, was, and really this, this is a terrible thing, but they only had 3,000 pieces of paper that came with faith for 3,000 people to get the Holy Ghost. But in less than 10 minutes, they had filled out all the pieces of paper and there was no way to document what God did beyond the 3,000 but he came on the platform and he said brother Robinette if God can do this in a few moments he said I believe it's time for us to move in faith and rent the stadium in Manaus and fill it up and see 10,000 get the Holy Ghost in one service I said, Bishop, don't just tell me. I said, if you really believe it. I said, I said, listen, I said, if you got faith for it, you go tell those 12,000 people what God has said. If you will speak it, God will do it. Well, he went to the pulpit and he said, next year in August, he said, we're going to rent the 44,000 seat stadium in downtown Manaus. And we're going to see over 10,000 Brazilians filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in one service. I want you to see where we're going to be next August. Play that In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Next August, we're going to stand in that stadium and see over 10,000 people filled with the Holy Ghost in one second. We're going to do it in Brazil. We're going to do it in Germany. We're going to do it in Austria. We're going to do it all over North America. It's going to move up into Canada. You hear me? We're getting ready. We are seeing the very This is God's grand finale. He is pouring out of his spirit. 
One more time. Clap your hands and shout like you've got faith for it to happen. Not there, but here. Come on. It's time for the day of Pentecost in Canada. It's time for the day of Pentecost. The only limitations to what God is going to do in this hour are the limitations that you set. Whatever walls you put up, well, that's just too big. That's too impossible. It's never been done before. Oh, Brother Robinette, well, the, those people are just a little bit more emotional than us. If you want to have those barriers, you go ahead and erect them. But I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost that if you'll tear down every wall, every ounce of doubt, if you'll start speaking that which is not as if it already is, if you'll look at the mountain and say get thee behind me if you'll speak do you know that that stadium we're going to be in do you know that Manaus doesn't even have a soccer team they have never had a soccer team, but they built a soccer stadium. Decades ago, when they started to build that stadium, Brother Cisco, do you know it was the hero of the faith, Brother Benny DeMerchant, that stood on the ground of that, that empty field filled with briars and weeds and junk and only a promise of a building big enough to hold the revival God wanted to give them. And Brother Benny DeMerchant spoke to the ground and said, this is where we're going to have church one day. Couldn't see anything, never been done before, didn't make sense. It was to be a soccer team, a soccer stadium for a world famous team. And God said, that's not what I've got in mind. Somebody opened up their mouth and spoke and I heard them. A hero of the faith that began to speak that which is not as if it already was. No evidence, no fruit, no guarantee he would see it. A decade ago, first time I set my feet down in Brazil, Bishop. I remember when Bishop Stark, I got in the vehicle with Bishop Stark and the first thing he said, Brother Cisco, was drive us by the stadium. Ten years ago, another hero of the faith. No certainty, no evidence, no guarantee, Sister Lehman, that that was going to be the moment. 
step out of our vehicles on a ground that belongs to the city and Bishop Stark said I prophesy we're going to have a crusade here echoing the sound of Benny the Merchant some 20 years before Bishop Stark said I'm going to see the atmosphere because I'm not just expecting this church to stay in its building I'm not expecting us to just fill up these chairs I'm not expecting us to just go through the motions but I see a day where the entire city gathers to hear the name of a after heroes of the faith spoke to a stadium that was built by the enemy for another purpose God said I'll use Egypt <laughs> you say how are we going to do this don't worry God's been working on this longer than you've been alive God has been working on this longer than you've been alive. You don't have to figure it out. You just got to step into it. You don't have to have everything figured out on paper, but you've got to begin to speak that which is not as if it already is. You got to look at empty fields and say, I see a church. You got to look at empty stadiums and say they built that for us. You got to look. Now, decades past the prophecies of apostles. <laughs> decades past the prophecies of prophets. <sighs> Next August, we're going to stand in a stadium that the city could not figure out how to fill, but God always had a plan. I've come to tell somebody today the grand finale has already begun and all God is waiting on is this church and this nation to start speaking and pointing out the doors of the building and saying this is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel in the last days say it God I will pour out of my spirit upon all God is just waiting on some believer that'll quit trying to figure out the process and just simply believe that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think just looking for a believer that'll point at a stadium and say next year. I don't really know how to start preaching. I mean that sincerely. I've already started if you're not sure. I don't really know how. The Bible said that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to us word not willing that any should perish but that all 
I don't know how many are going to get the Holy Ghost in these last days. I don't have the number in my mind of how many God is going to add to the church. But Bishop, I know this. It's not his will that any should perish. So I've made up my mind. I'm not going to think small. I'm not going to have a small vision. I've made up my mind. If it's not his will that any perish, then I will not let anyone perish I'm going to fight for him I'm going to speak for him I'm going to believe for it I'm going to find out I'm just going to declare I don't know how many are in this how many are in this city 65,000 I hate to mess with your theology, but it is not his will that even one of the 65,000 people in Fredericton, New Brunswick to be lost. It's not his will that even one of them perish. That means it's time for the church to quit playing games and quit having small visions and start looking at a city. Because it shall come to pass in the last days, Brother Cisco. It shall. It is a guarantee. Maybe the response is not guaranteed, but the promise is certain. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Every man, every woman, every child, every Canadian, every American, every South African. God said, I have already seeded the atmosphere with the prophetic word that cannot and will not return void. Prophet Joel said, you ought to start rejoicing. <laughs> he said, get happy, children of God. <sighs> he said, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. But hey, guess what? In the last days, he said, I'm going to cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, the latter rain in the first month. And I love the next statement, Brother Matt, when he said, and guess what? Your floors will be full of wheat. Your floors are going to be packed with the harvest. There won't be room. Only a fool doesn't believe that God will reach billions. Only a carnal fool. How do you reconcile Revelation 7 and 9? After this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number. Of all nations and 
kindreds and people and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms how do you reconcile your lack of faith for great outpourings of the spirit when you look at revelation 7 and 9 no man will be able to number the harvest of the lord i've made up my mind brother matt i'm not gonna think anything less than that This grand finale has already begun. It's already started. It's the church that's playing catch up. It's the church that God is trying to pull out of all of that doubt and small thinking. And well, if we can just reach 10% of the city, Brother Shaw, praise God. How many times have we made that foolish statement? Or how about this one, Brother Cisco? Well, one person getting the Holy Ghost in Europe is like a thousand in Africa. Seeding the atmosphere with doubt and mediocrity. Our words have betrayed kingdom promises. Well, if we can just get back to church as usual we can just survive the pandemic and maybe get 50% of the body back God said that's not my vision that's not my vision for Fredericton my vision is 65,000 people he said all I need you to do is cast down that wicked imagination cast down that spirit of doubt cast down that spirit of unbelief and begin to speak to the atmosphere and say I believe that 65,000 are going to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking it's the church that's playing catch up I was at the at the uh, pray for America conference on the east coast got invited to this pray for America thing and I was going to get to be the last person to pray over the crowd <laughs> And so the president of the Christian Coalition of America was present, Sister Woodward, at this meeting. And we didn't hit it off right away. You know, it just for whatever reason, we didn't connect. And, and so he kind of stayed in his zone. I stayed in my zone of the front row. And we, we just kind of went through the motions. And it was his turn to speak. And he got up. And when he got to the platform... He said, we have tried tradition and our churches are failing. He said, we have tried religion and nothing is working. He said, we have more pastors quitting and more people leaving the faith and more churches closing. And he said, I can't begin to tell you all of the problems that I'm hearing and witnessing about church that we're having. And he said, you know, I've begun to change the way I pray. He said, just recently, I started praying every day. God, let us have a day of Pentecost. He said, God, let it be... 
He said, I'm a Baptist pastor. He said, but tradition has failed us and religion has failed us. But I'm praying now, let the Holy Ghost fall. Let our believers be filled with the Spirit. Let our churches be filled with the Spirit. Let our organization be filled with the Spirit. As you can imagine, I lost my mind. I'm on the front row just, just losing my mind. I'm grabbing onto these denominal pastors saying, Did he just say that? They're shaking, wiping sweat, my sweat off of their faces. I'm trembling. The president of the Christian Coalition, a Baptist pastor, walks down off the platform after declaring that a day of Pentecost must happen. And I come to the edge of the platform, wrap my arms around him, and I said, please tell me you weren't pandering to the crowd. I said, please tell me that you believed every word that you said. Tears started streaming down that Baptist pastor's face. He said, Brother Robinette, I've been a tongue talker for most of my life, but I've had to keep it a secret, and I'm tired of keeping it a secret. He said, I'm ready for the world to know the only thing that can fix this broken, desperate world is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. And then Bishop, he rebuked me. He said, and shame on you Pentecostals for thinking you had it first. I said, what are you talking about? He said, have you ever heard of the Anabaptist? And of course, I've worked in Europe for 28 years. I knew all about the Anabaptist in, in uh, Switzerland that, that had got the revelation of the truth from, from Michael Cervatus from Spain and were, had a tongue-talking experience and were baptized in Jesus' name. And I knew about their persecution and how they were pushed up to Great Britain, got on boats, came to North America. He said, Brother Robinette, the first boots to hit the ground were Baptist boots and we were tongue-talking. And he said, somehow we got away from it when we started trying to please men instead of pleasing God. He said, but I've got a word for you. He said, we're going to get back to it. And if you're not careful, we're going to outpace you. And we're going to have the Holy Ghost in ways you've never had it. Come on, believers. There's no way that I'm going to let. I wish some tongue-talking believer would get on your feet and say it will happen here. It will happen now. Cisco, when I got to the pulpit, I just felt like saying amen. I said, well, if the Baptists are calling for an outpouring of the Spirit, amen. 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 I said, let's just have it. 
I said, if he's calling for it and praying for it, I believe God will do it in this meeting. And we spoke the word of faith in that meeting. And over 20 people gathered in a pray for America conference were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, trembling, shaking, speaking with other tongues. Come on, believers. I'm telling you that this is the grand finale. And God, God is ready to pour out of his spirit upon our flesh. And all we got to do is have faith and begin to speak and begin to see. Everyone who is spiritually hungry is being filled and everyone who is spiritually thirsty is being filled with the Holy Ghost. Everyone who's knocking upon the door, God is answering and God is opening the door of the Spirit to every organization. Stand with me. I'm almost done. Stand with me. Our musicians can come and do what you do. Hallelujah. You say, well, how is God going to do all of this incredible outpouring of the Spirit? You don't have to figure that out. God has it figured out. Just three months ago, Pastor knows I, I got this invitation to, to be on the, the New England Christian Television Network to be interviewed about this book, Radically Apostolic. I wasn't sure what it meant. I'm not really made for TV, you know. I mean, look at this. I mean, this isn't TV worthy. And so I, I was nervous about it. I'm... I, I get this airplane ticket to Boston and I, I land in Boston. The studio chief picks me up. They are taking me on the way to the studio and to do this book interview, a one-hour interview about radically apostolic. On the way to the book interview, the spirit of the Lord was moving and I needed to get a caramel latte. So I pleaded with the host. I knew we were up against the clock, but I said, please take me to at least Dunkin' Donuts to get a caramel latte. And I'm going to tell you something. Your pastor has very strong convictions about coffee. Your bishop, forgive me, your bishop has very strong convictions about coffee. Yesterday, he took me to get a coffee. And because of his convictions, he started the order out by saying, this isn't mine, this is for a friend. <laughs> he wants a frou-frou coffee. must have discerned in his spirit that I was going to record him because I was I was going to record him ordering this large caramel latte and I felt like it needed to be on social media and he discerned right away ruined the video so we stopped
stop at this Dunkin' Donuts, a fake Dunkin' Donuts, like a gas station Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, go inside, and I walk up to the counter. There was a lot of people in the gas station, and uh, I asked for my large iced caramel latte, and uh, man, I'm going to tell you what, Pastor Lehman, they had it so fast. It was like, I mean, it was quick, like so fast. And I don't know what came upon me, Brother Cisco, but, but when they made it so quick, I looked at that lady and I, I had her by the hand and I said, oh my goodness. I said, you made that coffee almost as fast as you can get the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. When I said that to her, her eyes went boom. And I discerned that she was a tongue talker that was backslidden. I still had her hand and I said ha gotcha I said gotcha I said how long you been running from God tears filled her eyes her heart I could feel her heart was just pounding she said it's been a while sir I said, and God sent an apostolic preacher to a gas station, to a fake Dunkin' Donuts, just to meet you face to face, to say it's time to quit running. Everybody is getting back in the church. Everybody is being filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody, I said, God sent me here for you. Trembling. Her back hits the wall. Now everybody in that gas station is watching. They don't know what's going on. And my studio chief is kind of really freaking out, to be honest with you. This lady's trembling. I said, God said, it's time to get back in the church. I said, quit playing games. I said, God is wrapping this joker up. I said, it's the grand finale. I said, hon, if you wait one more day, if you don't get back in the church now, you might not have another chance. Well, the studio chief took me by the shoulder and he said, Brother Robinette, we probably should get out of here. I said, okay. We get out of the studio, get back in the car, or out of the gas station, get back in the car, heading towards the studio. We get out of the car and instantly the Lord spoke and said, get ready to preach. And I decided to explain the way more perfectly to the Lord because he's busy, a lot's going on. I thought maybe he missed something. And I explained to him that this was a book interview and that uh, maybe the next time we could do it his way, but this was, this was a book interview. And, said no 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 he said you are there to preach to the masses of Baptists all around the world so they take me to the executive studio I'm waiting for the for the program to go live they bring me in sit me down in this plush chair begin to interview me about this book radically apostolic and this lady had torn it to shreds i mean there were so many little color markers sticking out of all these pages she was ready to talk but throughout that entire interview the whole studio was trembling 
I mean, you could see people weeping from the front to the back and back in the sound tech area they were weeping. But at the end of the interview, they went to pause, they did a break and they were doing a commercial and the director of the studio came out and he said, if we were to push all of our programs back one hour, he said, would you please preach to us today? I said, absolutely. They brought a pulpit out, repositioned the cameras. A few moments later, they said, three, two, one, Thank God I don't know how to sermonize. I said, I've come to preach to you. You must be born again of the water and of the spirit. I began to preach to them that there was only one God and his name was Jesus. And if they weren't baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, they just got wet. But we could fix that problem today because they could be buried with Christ in the only saving name of Jesus. to preach on that predominantly Baptist program that they had to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues I began to preach to them about repentance and the studio fell apart all of a sudden the Baptist pastor the chief of the studio walked out of the sound room walked out into the studio itself came down in front of the pulpit lifted up his hands and started speaking with other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance guest pastors and wives that were there to see a live studio recording fell out of their chairs onto the floor and started speaking with other tongues just like the Bible says the whole sound room fell apart and hit the floor speaking with other tongues you better believe God's grand finale has already begun you better believe it God is positioning the church to be to be able to speak to the entire world Baptist pastor put his arms around my neck chief of the New England Christian Television Network and he said brother Robinette I've never heard that message before he said and I've got to tell you he said I know that it's the truth he said tonight in my Baptist church in Boston he said we're going to replay your video he said and for he said would you be willing to sign this contract that I can play that message anytime I want on this network so that our people can hear that they must be born again since that day they've played it four more times prime time on a Baptist television shortly after that last thing I'm going to tell you one more testimony and we're done shortly after that I get this phone call from a host on KKLA which some of you may know is 
one of the largest Christian radio stations in North America, uh, for sure. Some 65 million viewers. I get this call. They said, would you come over and let us interview you about the book for two hours? Live on the radio. I said, absolutely. And so I fly over. They pick me up, take me to get some sushi. We get to the restaurant and this great man of God, tremendous believers. They're tremendous believers. They believe in the Holy Ghost and believe in power of the Spirit, great people of God. And, and they said, Brother Robinette, we've watched a lot of your content on social media. And they said, you know, you speak in tongues a lot. And they said, we were wondering, you know, this program is very multi-organizational and there's so many denominations that tune in. They said, if it's possible, could you not speak in tongues today? You may not believe this, but I really do try to be accommodating. I really do. And I, I told him, I said, look, I, 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 I want to just, I want to be a blessing. I said, whatever we can do to be a blessing, I want to be a blessing. We get to the studio. This lady was already teed up, ready to go with the book. And she's, she's got questions. She's ready to tear it up. We get into the first question and all of the phone lines start lighting up. And she's like, could we pause the book discussion and could you just pray for callers? It's like they set me up. First caller began to speak about her pain and the struggle she's going on in this life and the depression and the brokenness and her family falling apart and things not working and nothing's the way it should be. And I said, stop. I said, I know how to fix your problem. She said, how? I said, you need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. I said, God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. And when you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I said, you might still have problems, but you're going to have a Savior that's going to be holding your hand. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. You're going to have liberty and victory and power. led her into a prayer of repentance and we were off to the races all of a sudden all of us started speaking in tongues and then the whole idea that that we shouldn't be speaking in tongues was gone and we just went from caller to caller speaking in tongues and from chapter to chapter of the book speaking in tongues and I've come to tell somebody God has already started getting the world ready for an outpouring of the spirit that's going to call Come on, believers, one more time. Clap your hands and lift your voice. This is the grand finale. Hallelujah. So in just a moment, I'm going to open up this altar. And when I do, I want to ask everybody in this place, when I open this altar, I want you to quickly take somebody by the hand next to you. And I want you to say to them, come on, we've got nothing to lose. When you take their hand, I want you to tell them, we've got nothing to lose. 
I want you to bring him to this altar and get as close as you can. Don't stop in the middle. Don't block the aisle. But make sure everybody can get in this altar. And then God is going to fill every single person in this place with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's going to be miracles, signs, and wonders because God's grand finale has already begun. Why don't you take somebody by the hand and say, come on, what are you waiting on? Let's go. You got nothing to lose. Get them by the hand and say, you got nothing to lose. on and get close everybody get close get close I'd like to ask all of our ministers to come on the platform with me all of our ministers that are able I don't want to put anybody at risk anybody to be in a bad situation just if you're a minister that can be on this platform I want you to quickly come and join me push your way in please there's others trying to get in come on and slide across slide across so others can get in some of you that are in this aisle right here, slide across, slide across so that others can get in. Please, hey, hey, look at me. Slide across. There you go. There you go. So others can come in. There you go. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on and push your way in. That's it. Come on and push your way in. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, while they're coming, would you just lift up your hands for a moment while they're coming? And would you just lift up your voice for a moment and just, just begin to call on the name of the Lord? listen to me I want everybody in this place to go ahead and put your hands down for just a minute if you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues today is your day everything is going to shift in one moment from the top of your head to the soles of your feet God is going to light you up with the spirit I already that's it I see it I see it so listen to me if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost what a very exciting moment this is you have nothing to be afraid of nothing to be ashamed of you're right where God wants you to be and let's be honest with each other you knew what you were getting into when you came to an apostolic church 
okay? Nobody doesn't know what's going on in an apostolic church. Nobody's sitting here now going, oh my goodness, what just happened? Okay? You knew what you were getting into. And you came. Even if it's a small amount inside of you, you were thinking, this might be my day. So here's what we're going to do in just a minute. When I tell you to, everybody in this room is going to lift up our hands high. Would you practice that with me once? Go ahead and lift up both of your hands high. It's very important that we do this in unity. Very important. When we lift up our hands, it is a sign of surrender. We're saying, God, I'm expecting something to happen right now. So I surrender my mind, my heart, my voice, my mouth, my tongue. I'm surrendering my words. I'm surrendering my thoughts. When I lift up my hands, I'm saying, God, this day I hold nothing back. This day I surrender everything to you everything you may put your hands down second thing we're going to do when I tell you to everybody in this room is going to lift up their head high would you practice that with me so important why why do we lift up our head because you cannot get anything good from God with your head hanging down when you hang your head, it's a sign of shame, fear, and doubt. But when you lift up your head, it's a sign of boldness and courage and faith. And God loves boldness, courage, and faith. So we lift up our head expecting to receive something. Third thing we're going to do, when I tell you to, everybody will close their eyes. Why? I don't want to be distracted by you. I don't want you to be distracted by me. I want to be able to focus on the king and just totally shut out the world. Whatever God wants to do, I want it to happen now. Fourth thing we're going to do when I tell you to, everybody in this room is going to repent of our sins. What does that mean? Well, let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that you have to shout out loud every evil thing you've ever done wrong. Please don't do that. God doesn't need to shame you to feel you. He loves you way too much to shame you. But with sincerity, you've got to lift up your voice loud and bold and say, God, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. And when you begin to speak those words, God, forgive me of every evil deed and every evil word and every evil thought. God, the Bible said he is faithful and just. He's going to forgive you of every sin, every failure, every mistake, every lie, everything you've done wrong. God will forgive you immediately. The moment God forgives you, you're going to begin to feel rivers of living water begin to build up in your belly. How many know what I'm talking about? you know what I'm talking about look at somebody and say I know that's real I know that's real you're gonna feel rivers of living water begin to build up in your belly and then it's gonna move up into your chest and then it's gonna hit your mouth your lips your tongue is gonna want to begin to tremble 
you're not going to be able to explain it stop it pause it you're just going to feel these rivers begin to move and it's unstoppable unquenchable undeniable and when you hear us speak the word of faith when you hear me shout hallelujah that is the moment that God is going to heal your body and fill you with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues when I shout hallelujah I want everybody in this room to shout hallelujah as loud as you can the moment you shout hallelujah everybody I want you to begin to speak in other tongues immediately and lay your hands on people around you and God is going to heal and fill every person in this room how many believe God will do that that he'll keep his word and do exactly what he says so I want everybody to look at somebody and I want you to tell them God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost right now now look at somebody else and say God is going to fill me with the Holy Ghost right now say it out loud now turn to somebody and say I prophesy God's going to heal you right now say it out loud I prophesy God is going to heal you right now declare that word right now out loud now declare it out loud say I prophesy God has already healed me right now are you ready for God to do it every hand up raised right now every eye closed every head uplifted i want you to lift your voice with me right now and let's ask god to forgive us of our sins god i want you to wash me i want you to cleanse me god every evil deed every evil word every evil thought god wash my mind my heart my soul my words my family God cleanse me heal me forgive me come on lift up your voice come on lift up your voice preacher step forward get a little closer get close right to the edge lift up your voice say out loud God forgive me God forgive me God wash me Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. God's gonna fill you and God's gonna heal you right now by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Ghost that's here right now. I command you, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues receive your miracle in the name of Jesus hallelujah